Hey man, say man, this is the greatest podcast. This is our second intro, you know what I'm saying? But we getting it right. He's got Moses. This guy has to tell the world. And transparency, you know what I'm saying? I feel it, man. As you guys know, this is Moses here. Uh, Escape. This is Sam I am. I go ham. That's it. Didn't miss that. Keeping it humble today. Didn't miss that. Ah, This is Remy, guys. Hello. Wow. Welcome back to another episode, guys. Remy shirt is orange, everybody. It has a rose on it. Yeah. I think he's trying to tell us something. He's becoming. I'm what? becoming. Yeah. What does that mean? You're coming into, you know, a new. Oh, I'm blossoming. Oh, yeah, I'm blossoming. blossoming. Yeah. Word. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Symbolism. Okay. It's a rose for a special somebody. Shout out. Wow. Shout out. Shout to out her. to you. you wow. We've been doing a lot of shout outs lately. It's good. Who are you shouting? It is. Shout out. Out. I mean, anyways. Shout, out, shout out to Moses. <laughs> this week, <laughs> I would like to dedicate a shout out to Moses. Well, thank you. Because I love you. him so much. <laughs> Hey man, and that's all I'm saying. I love you guys too. <laughs> I know. You know. No, we, lo- we love everybody. Yeah. Everybody here at this table, yeah, and all of Praise our God. listeners. You yeah. know, this is I agree with our us. listeners. I. This is oh, a. Dang. This is uh This is one of those podcasts where, you know, we just love each other. You know, what yeah, I'm we <laughs> we had a great conversation before the pod. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of things you guys don't see. A lot of behind the, the scenes, scenes man, behind the saying. pod. You know, y'all think we just come here, turn the mics on, and just go boom. But yeah, hey. one of us could have a black eye, you know what I'm saying? Y'all wouldn't know. I <laughs> would never just know. Not right. <laughs> we could be all beating this joint. Just, right. Man. Okay, guys, time to pot. Right. <laughs> it just fought. All right, we're sending too many subliminals, so let's We're just, right now, we're, we're just thankful of the accountability that we nah, have. Nah, yeah, we're, we're legit brothers. How, how we've yeah. grown as men. But yes. y'all know. As father, future father, future. Everybody's <laughs> a future father. Are you not a future father? Some people, you're a recent future father. Recent. Yeah, recent. Father. You mean... Or near future. Sorry, sorry, okay. sorry. Near future. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm crazy. It's okay. But anyways, moving Sad. along. Shout out to the guys. Hope is eight months, y'all. She's growing two teeth. She crawling like Sheesh. crazy, bro. All over the Every house. time we come here, she looks different. Bruh. Like she's she's growing. Bruh. Her face is forming. And she could yeah. do and she could do something new every week. Bruh. One day she was crawling yeah. and now she's standing on couches and stuff. Y'all yeah, start she... standing y'all donation money for her first birthday. You know what I'm saying? Slip. Four months early, baby. Mm. <laughs> hey, we should start a Project 30 baby college fund for the for our kids. Word? We should. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going yeah, to start one for our kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my own house. Know, everybody just yeah. put in their contributions <laughs> towards each you know, child's college Wait, fund. Nah, I have a question. I know this is like, um, you know, this is not in protocol or whatever. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it is So now. if y'all child, like when they were, when they're 17 or 18 and graduate high school, and okay. they're like, I do not want to go to college, but they know exactly what they want to do, whether it's going to like a trade school, whether it's doing like a technology boot camp, or whether it's pursuing music, and, and you can recognize that they're good at it yeah, and man. they have talent, hmm. would you say, all right, would you would you allow them to to like not pursue college? So the biggest I, thing, easily, yeah. In I in, in in ten years, college college the yeah. dynamic of college yeah. would be different. I yeah. think. Yeah, I, was I mean, shoot, guys, right now it was different. Trade. I, I can People, go to I can go to General Assembly for two certain, to three years and go get hired. I, I think it all depends on what you want to do, though. Like certain fields still require. Oh yeah, you yeah, yeah. Have, I, if I, you want to be in medical field, my doctor's yeah, better. I think it's required. But I think there's a lot of especially like tech. Like a friend of mine. Who's at my job? Um, he graduated college yeah. with like a specific degree, but he didn't like work in the field he wanted to. He took a boot camp. It was like four months. It was like bro. really intense. Bro, it's bro. probably like the pr- price of like less than one semester of tuition, and it 
pretty much taught him all he knows in the role that he does now. And it, the return on investment was crazy. He's much probably more making than college. 75 wow. plus. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing. Six figure, bro. You know Easily. I mean, yeah, the biggest wow. thing that you said was, and you recognize that they have talent. That's the biggest <laughs> thing, the bro. Biggest if thing, they bro. come to me talking about, I'm trying to do music. I hear a track and it's just trash. <laughs> but I, wait, wait, wait. Like, I was a boy. You need to fix it. The, the thing, yeah, the you, thing you about need, music, there's is, a difference between seeing potential <laughs> and, and trying to fix crap. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. like y'all, y'all hear the radio. Y'all hear a lot of these. Artists. I mean, I think it don't take much. I think if uh, you cannot have talent and still have potential. But I think if your music did not sound good, but you had work ethic, and I saw that you invested time into it, I and you that. just didn't want it to be popular, that's risky. It's son. I mean, at some point, a year. At some point, a lot yeah. of artists were not good per se. Yeah. At some I point, mean, a lot of artists are us, still not good, but they have an I audience. Mean, that's all of know. us. At some point, we weren't good at something. Right. You know what I'm saying? I but mean, some people come out the womb with right. that. I give him a year if he don't if they don't year? work out. A year and a half. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, stamp, stamp. You can stay in the crib for X amount of time, yeah. and Figure let's see out. what you do. Yeah, and if you devote yourself do full nothing, time. I'm gonna yeah. support you in the house. I'm gonna pay the rent. That's, that's hard because I like, might if, cover your phone bill. If they're studying or if they're doing something creative. You, if you're a creative or you know how the creative process works, you understand that it does take time. I feel like a year, mm-hmm. may not but you still see forever. something I mean, within still, that year. Yeah. I mean, if you're seeing, let's fruit, measure your success. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you have to have measurables. Yeah, I was gonna say like, what's the metric? Because you can see that. Let's say uh, he progress was working on like content creation, like videos or whatever. Mm. And you thought his videos were tight, and you know other people think his videos are nice, but he's not making any money. Mm. What would you do after that year, mm. Moses? I mean, we'll examine it then, and then we'll figure out what we do. We're doing checkpoints year. though every four months. If you stay yeah. in my house, we're sitting down Ooh, having a meeting daddy, yeah, yeah. every <laughs> quarter. This guy giving him a report right. card. Legit. I was telling somebody the other day not to expound on this too much, but. Right. I was saying that Hope is going to learn about budgeting very, very early. Yeah. You want you want candy in the store, I gave you a quarter back then. You spent it on something else. Come on. If you don't save it for a period of time, you Come won't on. be able to buy yeah. the candy. That's real. I'm not buying the candy. I'm going to give you the money to be able to buy the candy. If you don't save... I'm going to do that, Joan, This too. is like yeah, four know, years old, To be probably. honest, I know my wife going to look at me funny. I'll be like, hey, she ain't say her quarter. Nah, nah, when I was that age, if my parents said, nah... I got five fingers. <laughs> I mean, I got son. a five finger discount. Wow. Son, I'm being honest. At that age, at that I, age, I, I also at that age tried that. We 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 stole gum. Got uh, we were in the room having it up, just chewing it. And <laughs> auntie chewing auntie came in the room, and she was talking to us for a little bit. Then she left, and she came back and realized we were chewing gum, ah. and was like, "Where did y'all get that from?" We found it. I've never Someone forgotten it any part of that right. beating. So not to get on too much on a tangent, let's you know bring right. us right. to the episode. Y'all. So few announcements before we get into the topic of today or the current events and topic today. So first things first, shout out to everybody that's listened to our last two podcasts, actually, um, both the Impact Files with Anifa and um, our previous podcast. Uh, dang, what, did you, what was that one called? The one before Anifa. What was the one before Anifa? Dang, wow, we do a lot yeah, of life. We, we be working. Yeah, we just, yeah, we. But if you just listen to, we record so much content, we forget it happened. Right. Ooh, right. Right. but right. nah, the Anifa Joe. A lot of people reached out to us saying it was so good. Oh, hard um, check. What's on your mind? Hard okay. check. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's why because it was free flowing. Yeah. But yeah, so shout out to you guys for listening to those two. Um, thank you so much for the feedback. We've been see- receiving a lot of feedback. Um, a lot of feedback. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of feedback, um, a lot of growth, and we just want to take time to appreciate everybody that's been listening, sharing, reviewing, um, sharing, sending it to their friends. Like We appreciate y'all. The podcast, we say this all the time, but the podcast wouldn't be anything without you guys. So shout out to y'all. And next, you know, in November, November 17th to be exact, release to Empower. So yeah, our good yeah, friends, 
Kim and Chelsea, um, KP Sparks and Kibo Betts. Betts. You know what I'm saying? We had a, we had a <laughs> conversation on that. Betts. We'll be doing um, – they'll be actually having a conference. Uh, so it's going to be released in power under the, underneath the surface. Um, so we're kind of just talking about the low – the behind the scenes things that you don't see behind people either whether they're doing a career or whether they're doing something similar to like we're doing as a podcast or um, just creatives and people that are doing something um, just talking about the low points what people don't really see uh, so they've invited us to kind of do a live podcast not kind of but we will be doing a live podcast kind of just talking about you know the low points in all of our lives individually um, and collectively as Project 330 and just you know kind of just diving into it uh, like we said before, there's a lot of things you guys don't see behind the <laughs> Just scenes. Just had a low point. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of things you guys don't see behind the scenes, um, and I think it's it's important to you know have these conversations uh, because everything's not what it seems. You know what I'm saying? And I think you learn a lot more from the things that people don't see rather than what they do see. Yeah. So yeah, catch us there, November seventeenth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's gonna be lit. Uh, live podcast. We're gonna get deep. We're gonna get transparent. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We're gonna let out our deep dark secrets. You feel me? Mm. Yeah. So mm. catch us there. Um, we will put the link to the tickets in our in the description. Um, you can also follow Release to Empower. We'll also put their Instagram in there as well. Uh, but yeah, come support our friends. Come support us. Uh, yeah, we'll see y'all there. But yeah, stop on to current events. Yeah, current events. So Remy, you wanna? Uh, just wanna celebrate off. some black excellence. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to Tyler Perry, man. He's just, yeah, man. Definitely open up a 330 acre studio in Atlanta. And I usually stay away from his movies, but yeah, you know, I don't. I don't understand why people hate Tyler. I, they don't hate Tyler Perry. But they don't like his movies. His movies. The, so, it's, they have a meaning. They have a message, and it's so does every it may, movie. It may be packaged on, in a, right, I mean, right, it may be right. packaged in a corny way. Look, I like acrimony. I like I'll argue with anybody about acrimony who thinks it was shorty. Was, was it, it, was was it a good movie or was it a good argument? It was thought perfect. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. I don't trust and a good argument. I'm telling you, it was a good movie. I have my. You'll probably look at it like you'll probably have the Gabe face the whole time, but it's a good <laughs> Wait, movie. You haven't seen it. No, I've never watched it. I just I just joined the argument. Many times we argued about it. He's seen it. I think I asked Remy to. Tell me about the movie. The it's so one I thing, can, but I gave a argument. very biased, very male oriented. It's one know, thing to synopsis. hear the movie. It's another thing to. I don't see. think I'm gonna sit yeah. there. I like Taraji. She's beautiful, so maybe I could sit through it. But I just anyway. Don't. Is I it still love the theaters. Nah, huh? you gotta catch it on Netflix or it's okay. Or this guy says still the theaters. Back to the black excellence. This guy is so. You're not out of touch of Jesus Day. What? Have y'all been on like a movie studio before? Nah, movie studio. No, I've so, never been in. The so movie I've been a, um, I've been to Warner Brothers Studio in oh, um, in L. A. Okay, and like a lot of uh, these studios, like will have like you know how you you see those sitcoms where they be like in somebody's house, yeah. like the Fresh Prince house. Oh, they'll yeah, have like no ceiling or whatever. Apparently, the the houses that he has on the studios are like actually up to code, and like people can live in there. Like they're full fledged houses, uh, and wow. it's bigger than like Paramount Studios, Warner Brothers Studios, Disney Studios like, together, supposedly. Yeah, wow. combined, combined. Yeah, and, wow. and he built it. He didn't take it. I don't know exactly where it is. The it's studio, in Georgia, it's somewhere. Else. But it's it's not in a ritzy neighborhood or anything. It's just yeah. in a regular and, living community. And I think I think he bought land. And I think that's historic because it just shows that populated like. It. Like, cause a lot of us just, I think Tyler Perry has shown a lot of black people that 
you can create your own because like a lot of us will just be like okay these big huge entities like Disney Paramount or the big production studios they're just going to be there forever just like like yeah. record labels or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. Def Jam or Sony like they're just the huge guys but he took his own made Tyler Perry movies <laughs> stuck to his core fan base they didn't try to change the mainstream nope. took all the Moses of the world who loves yep, his movies exactly. and hey, made hey, his hey. millions and, 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 and hey. produced something of his own and I think right. that goes to show that like a lot of people especially like people entrepreneurs or people who have their own brands as opposed to uh, working to like cater to the mainstream and doing what's trendy and what people like. If, if you have a core niche. fan base, yeah. there's millions of people in this world. There's a million people who might like your little niche thing that you yeah, talk about legit. and you can get a million dollars off those with a million people. But I think a lot of people try to conform to what's popular. I think they try to yeah. diversify yeah. more than they should yeah. sometimes and yeah. they don't realize that it's okay to have a core amount of people yes. buying your product. Yes, and you there's know? always going to be more and more people who like this. And I think what Tyler Perry did was stick to his guns. Yeah. He'll... Medea, Medea goes to jail. Medea does this. Medea does that. <laughs> Medea and Halloween. as much as we say we Lord. don't like Medea movies, there are Man, millions of people who do. Go yeah. just so if you know there's millions of people who like this, why why would you break something that's not so, broken? But Medea joints be funny though. I can't fake. Bro, I remember do. that's never a problem. I started watching the plays. I was like, Medea, you see the. the clips Yo, you a fan? Where, fan bro. I used to, hey, but I, I used know, to I watch the. the I used to watch the plays because my mom had a fiance, her ex fiance, whatever. He like, he he was like. The indoctrination of like black culture in our household because we're African, you know. And then he like what was from, his name? He was from DC, Kevin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, he was from DC, bro. He used to take me and me and Bim into DC, all that, bro. And he used to always bring home the bootlegs of the Medea plays, like wow, the recorded yeah. joints, yeah. and we would always watch the them. Bootleg, you get the barbershop. No, the barbershop, nah, like the coming be, in with the black bag. They still be coming in, bro. I'm For like, real? I don't got a DVD player, bro. <laughs> Bootleg like, Blu-ray choice. My dear be preaching. Fire you know, so, you know it is corny. Yeah. I admit it, it's corny, yeah, but yeah. I'ma still go watch the Tyler Perry movie. His stuff has grown over the years. Yeah, I mean his acrimony, black business. His acrimony movie was like I think it's probably his best. And like mm. he's definitely upgraded in the, the quality of actors and also like oh, wow, the production and all that type of stuff. And I didn't I know Remy said this before the pop, but he brought up a good point saying that um, Tyler Perry was kind of like an example of living a quiet life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know the extent. I knew he had a Tyler Perry studio. Yeah. But in my head, I'm not into film and all that type of stuff. So I'm not thinking about an entire city. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm thinking about a few buildings here and there. Yeah. It's where they go recording. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt Moses because I'm just listening to him and his hairline is just Chris, fire. You know what I'm saying? Shout He's out to my man. Hey, I'm shout jealous. out Steve. You know what I'm saying? Him? The only hey, barber that don't get to out, <laughs> Shout out to Steve. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, but going back to Tyler Perry, you know what I'm saying? Talking about Chris. Tyler Perry studio is great. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful thing. By but beautiful no, I, black I, person, I, think, I think it's just dope that it kind of just shows the importance of uh, legacy. The fact that, you know, he built yeah. something that will last longer than he Stamp. will, obviously. Stamp. And really just being able to create a table for um, African Americans and not us just trying to always be at the table of, you know, just, you know, the white folks. But it's like, how can we create our own table and yeah. how do we get people a part of, like, you know, this table that we're creating? So I thought yeah. that would be really And dope. one, going back to what Moses said, he lived a quiet life because... Apparently he had a grand opening, but this studio has like existed for years. Like right. Black Panther and like other huge movies 
uh, filmed a couple of parts uh, over in the studios. And I think I like the fact that he named it after himself. Yeah. Because like a lot of these entities, I remember we, I saw a sermon where uh, I forgot what it was. It was basically like Rolls Royce and a lot of these name brands are named after people. It was Anthony O'Neill when he came to. Nah, uh, it wasn't nah, Anthony O'Neill. No, it wasn't. Bullock. It was somebody yeah, at. Bullock. It was somebody at. Brian Bullock. Is yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was Anthony, bro. <laughs> nah, it was Anthony. My, it was at DHL, right? Short. It was yeah, at DC, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember sitting yeah. in DC. I, I was like, I don't know who else. I know it wasn't any of the main folks. No, no, no. It was yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to my man's time. Yeah, no, right, right. <laughs> him, him naming the studio after himself. Like, Brian Bullock. That's, Shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a legit legacy bad, because no. everyone remembers. Like, everyone will tie that to your name, and I think that um, it should, should I guess, inspire black people. As Gabe is talking in the background, <laughs> sorry, 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 moving sorry. on, Tyler Perry's inspiration. I don't got no more current events. Okay, no, it was that guy. Okay, the Kevin Hart looking <laughs> guy, right? Hey, somebody, wow. hey, no, he made the mic. joke. Mute he made the joke. Mute yeah. Mute he made the joke. Mute mic. Mute mic. Nah, sorry. He, he, yeah, nah, he was cool. He <laughs> was lit. Brian Bullock. That guy yeah. was Bullock. lit. But yeah, but nah, so, yeah. second current event. <laughs> so, a lot of you have seen in the news of the case of Botham Jean. Botham or Botham, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, yeah, sorry for our, our mispronunciation if we did. Um, but yeah, yeah, so a lot so of a lot, peace. a lot of people have have been talking about um, the actions of his brother. Actually, so I know Remy gave a good synopsis. So, uh, so yeah, real quick. So if you guys don't know the case, um, basically, Botham Jean was uh, in his mid twenties. He was sitting in his apartment, black where, man, black man, sitting in his apartment, just eating food and regular everyday after work life, and um, a white police officer. Uh, I broke female. into his house. Yeah, white female police officer bro- broke into his house. Um, they said it was a jar. Oh well, I mean, I if if I walk in somebody's house, <laughs> I will, although I'm not breaking, I'm trespassing. So right. she she walked into someone else's house, and um, I think she mistook it as her own apartment. At least that's what she said. I'm right. not here to tell her to say if she's lying or not. I'm not here to judge in that way. Um, and she killed him. And they this was a while ago, and then they had a case. Um, recently they gave her a sentencing of 10 years. I'm not here to say if that's too long, too short. Um, but a lot of people have shifted the focus, um, not on the case, but on the actions of his brother. His brother said that she, he wants the best for her. He wants her to, uh, live the best life. He doesn't want to see her go to jail. And he asked for permission to hug Hug her her. and give a display of like forgiveness in addition to the judge hugging her, in addition to the, the security, fixing her hair and um, that that led me to like think like I was literally on the train for like the full hour just like reading up on forgiveness and what that should look like. And although I don't blame him for forgiving her, I know historically um, black people have always been expected to forgive when smacked in the face, when faced with depression. Um, but I did want to question how like how should forgiveness always look like? Right, because um, I. I've been like learning that sometimes forgiveness is just you internally choosing to let something go mm. and not harbor ill will, harbor emotions and mistreat someone based on what you feel they may have done to you. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think if me and Gabe have our own transgressions or if I have some type of feelings or, or some type of strife or just some negative emotions about Gabe, I don't... Ne- necessarily think it always has to result in conversation i could just yeah. choose to let it go yeah. choose to continue to treat gabe as my friend and i think a lot of people have these buzzwords like closure yeah. where they'll go talk to somebody that they um were dealing with and as opposed to quote-unquote forgiving them it just turns into putting the onus on them and blaming them for everything attacking them then saying at the end i forgive you but yeah. internally not forgiving them yeah, yeah. but yeah y'all, i thought i mean thoughts. i think as far as the case for me right i just i 
I love what he did. I think what he did is, is great. I think in people don't realize that in, in a moment, sometimes people people don't realize that sometimes in a moment, God kind of orders you to do something like, and not orders you, sorry, because when I say orders you, not commanding, but orders you like orders your steps, kind of orders, orders you. So like he kind of prompts on your heart to do an action. Mm-hmm. Like whether you're on the Metro and it's like, pray for that guy in a great coat or something like that. Yeah. You know, and I think in him saying what he was saying, I think he was just overwhelmed. And I feel like maybe God was like, hug her. You know, like me, probably not. I don't know. Um, my 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 issues with everybody else in the courtroom having Treating her the like she's sympathy. the defendant. Yeah, you know. Um, and of course, I think it has to deal with race yeah. and stuff. Because, you know, in my mind, the first thing I thought was, do do black boys get this kind of uh, remorse? Or right. do even, they, do they get black this? Black boys do... Does anyone else? Yeah, because I don't else. see this protocol. I've seen cases where somebody would be sentenced, charged, they're going to jail no matter, like indefinitely, mm-hmm. and they would want to hug their family members that they actually know and actually love, right? And they're denied that privilege. They're taken in handcuffs after their yeah. sentencing, and they have to go. And, yeah. and I think so much leeway was given. And I feel like maybe they didn't put her in handcuffs at a particular point in time because she's an officer or something like that. I won't chalk that up to race or context or whatever. Maybe. If somebody else wants to, that's cool. That's just not me. I do think the judge hugging and the security guard brushing her hair or whatever she did to her hair, like that's what bothered me because I think that was just kind of like... It was just this, it's this thing, it, it's reminiscent of like, when I used to be at BSU meetings at a particular school, not HU or whatever, but when I used to be at BSU, because obviously you wouldn't have BSU at HU, so duh, HU but, BSU. <laughs> right. but, um, but what would happen was that, you know, like, wow, let's say one of my mans goes up and speaks because there's like a, you know, like an a, a open floor topic of discussion or something like that. You know, people are just kind of casually talking, whatever, and then a white person goes up to Mike, and everybody's quiet and is listening. You know, and it's just this weird thing. You know, and of course, I I don't want to, I don't have any animosity towards yeah. white people or yeah. anything like that. Like I love people. I, yeah, <laughs> so, I don't I don't have any animosity know, towards that case though. That bothered me. I just can recognize when sometimes putting things on a grand stage right. may yeah. send across a message. Yeah, right. and unfortunately, there are people who look like the the officer who may see this and subconsciously think, "Oh wow, you get you can get really get away with this because right. yeah. to some people this." 10 years, maybe three to five, if you're on good behavior, is a slap on the wrist for taking someone's right. life. Right. And I and, th- go ahead, go ahead. So, like, on my thing about it, I know Remy asked the question, like, what does forgiveness look like? And I think the act of forgiveness, like, the act of forgiveness is something that we're all called to do, right? But I think how it looks differs, and it kind of goes to what Gabe was saying on how God orders your step. So, like, what somebody may have gone through the same situation God may have told him to or if if say if this was another role God may have told the brother to you know you forgive her but you don't need to say it out loud he still forgives but in this moment God may have said you know forgive him and I want you to show this act because I want people to see this and one thing I do like what he did because it shows the forgiveness as the grace of it but I think one thing that it's also since it's been like you know, thrown out into the public, a lot of people are seeing it and excluding that forgiveness does not exclude justice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and from both sides, yeah, from, yeah, from, that's good. from the, from like us black folks that I know there's a lot of people that 
are mad and upset with what his actions because it doesn't make sense. Like one to them, to their to them, moral right. standards. Yeah. Exactly. And to them, it doesn't make sense. Yes, because first of all, the the the, the whole point of grace doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even if you look at the grand scale, like Jesus coming and dying for us, that doesn't make sense. So I'm not surprised that it doesn't make sense to people when some people are angry. But I also think it doesn't make sense because they're putting in together forgiveness and justice. If you yeah. forgive somebody, that means they get away with what they did, which that's not the case. Him, yeah. His act of forgiveness wasn't excluding. Although he did, I say, I don't want you to go to jail. Right. It I probably wouldn't. the fact that she's going to jail. Exactly. I, if that was me, I probably wouldn't have said that part. Um, but, I mean, I can't tell him what to say or what to not say. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think that a lot of people are confused <laughs> with the fact like his forgiveness doesn't exclude that she still needs to have consequences for what she yeah. did. And I think that's that's a part of uh I think that goes into a bigger lesson about Christianity, right? Right, yeah. exactly. I think people believe that when you sin if you sin against the Lord or go against his will or whatever, like there's an understanding that God doesn't punish you, mm-hmm. but there are natural consequences for your actions. You right. know, you still have to face the repercussions of what you do. You know, so it's like yeah, I'm forgiven for this action, but it digs a deeper hole. If I lie, if I lie, you know, right. maybe correcting that lie and then, you know, possibly telling the truth to the person you lied to can be a thing or, you know, just You're different gonna things. You're going to go through some negative situations. Actual things on a natural Dude, level. God forgives you. Yep. But that doesn't mean... It's like... Let's say like you have premarital sex or something. Like mm-hmm. God forgives you, but the consequences, potential STD, maybe a potential baby, like that's still gonna you no longer have God's not gonna be like, Oh, I'll take away this baby because I forgive you. It's like nah. no, no, nah. no, this is yeah. kind of how biology works. Uh you gotta deal with what mm-hmm. this is like. These like, things. Like let's say for example, Adam and Eve, literally, like he they like did the ultimate sin at the time, which was yeah. do the one thing God told them not to do. Yeah, yeah, And he said, I forgive you. I'm not going to like strike you down right here. Right. But at the same time, there are consequences. You can no longer be in the garden. Yeah. Eve, you you gotta <laughs> you gotta feel this pain when you're gonna have a child. Like right. certain things like go into effect. And yeah. I think on the other side of things, even like as the defendant, a lot of people may see this action, um, some that may may not be black. Um, and it seems like, okay, she's forgiven, like things are going to be great, excluding the fact that like, yeah, forgiveness is the, the, is, is good, but mm. you can't just like discard yeah. and, and the consequence that needs to come from this, like from what happened. Yeah. And I think true forgiveness, because he, he hugged her in that moment and may have been feeling like the spirit upon him yeah. to do that. True forgiveness is now. True forgiveness is you no longer have your brother. You guys no longer have him on this earth. Yeah. And you guys now have to remember that somebody took his life mm-hmm. and you are not going to harbor that. That's what I right. feel like true forgiveness yeah. is. Because yeah. you can do something to me and I can say, man, I forgive you. Meaning I'm not going to blast on you. I'm not going to go ham on you right now. Right. But next week, if I think about it, that I truly forgive you. Yeah, if yeah, I yeah. if I now start being like, man, I don't really rock with Gabe. Next, like months from now, because of that one thing, that I truly forgive you. Right. If I now resurface it as a joke, remember that one time, ha <laughs> ha, like using <laughs> right, humor to right. cope. Did I truly forgive you? Yeah, but it's 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 the future. It's like yeah. how long, yeah. like twenty, thirty years from now. Like, let's say infidelity. Like when people for people think forgiveness is taking someone back after they do something wrong, yeah. but no, forgiveness is being like they did this, and we have to now continue on, like. 
like mended as if this didn't happen. Right. So I can't bring it up like, but you did this and 10, 20 years from, from now. From and that's it. why forgiveness is not easy. Yeah. I, I, even even real life transparent example is um, like for years, my actual biological father wasn't like really in my life, you know, and I try to make excuses. But at the end of the day, I, you know, question like, okay, he could have at least called, you know, multiple times or whatever, you know. So I didn't really talk to him until like I was like 18 and he was trying to be kind of like, controlling in a sense like my mom would call and be like Gabe is going out later blah 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 whatever yeah. and so I just would hate the idea of him right so like, I got saved right mm-hmm. I got I, when I rededicated my life I then um, after I rededicated my life I worked on everything else I just tried to work on everything else mm-hmm. anger peace lust all of everything you know and I realized that I never even took the time to like think about the bitterness that I had towards my biological father so mm-hmm. I didn't have contact with him though. Mm. I couldn't. I didn't have his number to just call him. Like, where you at? You know, like, and be like, I forgive you, Dude. or I want to forgive you. So it was just something I had to go through in prayer. Yeah. And so then I, I found myself to believe that I actually forgive forgave him in my heart. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't. But I I believe I did. But it wasn't actually tested till maybe like years later when I got to talk to him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to really see if the fruit of if it, it really existed. And yeah. I realized when I talked to him. I had compassion for him. You know, yeah. like to me, the and this is where it was, my perspective was that he didn't he he didn't have a lifestyle that prompted him to take care more so of me, you know. And of course, his the recollection of the story, blah blah blah, it doesn't even matter in this context, but it's just like to me, I just I think that he wasn't taught how to be better. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to say it's completely not his fault or anything like right. that, but to me he just he he dropped the ball, you yeah. know, in in a case like that. And, and so for I just I was able to have compassion. Yeah. And so when me and him spoke or whatever, you know, like it wasn't somewhere in the back of my heart I was like I can't believe this guy. Yeah. You know, it was more so, oh, so tell me about this, tell me about my last name, tell me about, you know, and I was yeah. more it was a new perspective and I was just talking to him solely. So, you know, you don't necessarily, I guess that's a real story. You don't necessarily have to talk to the person immediately to know that you've forgiven them. But I think that fruit, that will be tested. Yeah. Cause yeah. people, people will say they forgive someone or they've let go of bitterness, but just seeing them, like there've been times where <sighs> like I've seen people say, I don't care anymore. I've let it go. <laughs> I've given it to God. I've dealt with it. <laughs> so when they see that, that person, bruh, it's like intense, just intense. Like they can't like act normal. They have to make the room awkward, just yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. did you truly forgive them if you're not your whole self. I don't know. I, I feel around. like you can still forgive someone, but I mean, obviously, you create boundaries, especially if like that person hurt you or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it's just like after someone has done something like foul to you, it's it's kind of hard to like be yourself around that person, even yeah. if you truly yeah. have forgiven that person. Yeah. But it's just like there's still a part of me that doesn't want to show myself in this light because of how comfortable I am around like this person. Like if somebody abuses you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes just in life in general, like mm-hmm. you'll go through life thinking that you've forgiven someone, but it's just like as, or you'll like kind of maneuver through life and then like you'll you'll remember that thought or you remember that person. And I think I just lost my train of thought. No, you remember that, that thought and then all those feelings will resurface. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like 
I'll randomly like think about things and I'm just like I have to question if I've ever forgiven that person because I'll still like think of those things. Yeah. It's not necessarily like me harboring over those things, but it's yeah. just like, man, that person really a said reflection. that. Yeah, like man, that person really did that. I yeah. think that's okay to like I mean, you're not gonna wipe your your memory's not gonna be wiped because you're it's it, also it, a but, uh, continuous thing. Forgiveness yeah, is like a continuous thing. Yeah, that's true too. The same way you die daily, you forgive daily. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I remember I was talking to Gabe like a long time ago because somebody I think I thought somebody harbored ill feelings towards me because they would mm. just would not speak to me and then I got annoyed because it was like bro I don't want to act different mm. when I see you right. then Gabe was like so just go up to them and be like hey and smile <laughs> and I was like uh, I don't know sneak. but but I, I do think part of the, that forgiveness thing is although obviously having those those memories resurface I, I remember yeah. I was listening to a sermon it's like it's like having a replica of something. If somebody hurts you in that moment, that's the real deal. But that memory or like something triggering you, that's just a replica. And then when the continuous uh, part of that is remembering that, nah, this is fake. Right. This, these aren't real feelings because I felt that a long time ago, and if I, if I truly chose to for, forgive. Yeah. Although you you set your boundaries, you don't just yeah, put them can, right you next to you decrease, in your life. You can decrease but, trust, but you can't distance. you can't not be the same Sam when they're in the room. Be like not as lively as you are. You can't like just yeah. be like not the same Gabe with. The same Moses yeah. when you're in that room because it'll be like their presence is literally shifting you. Right. Yeah. I feel like the outward appearance looks different when it comes to forgiveness. Um, when it comes to certain situations. So, for example, if I say I forgave someone, but like when I'm around them, I don't talk to them or I ignore them, then it's just like it's like it's you kind of want the person to know like, hey, I've forgiven you without you necessarily having to like tell them. But yeah. like, you don't want to like treat the person differently because of what they no, did. But well, you're not, you're, not even, you're not even. But that's what we like said. That's what we said about. That's what we said about the consequence. Right, so right. like, if I'm your friend and I trust you. And we know, like you, and we fell out because of something you did. Me not necessarily talking to you as much as I did. That's the boundary. I'm. I don't have to. Like, I'm saying for everyone else, I don't have to shift the whole room. Like, imagine if I felt a type of way about somebody here, and I just didn't talk to anybody. There's one thing. There's a difference between me choosing not to talk to that person because our rapport is like severed. Yeah. I don't have to talk to anybody. I still. I'm. I, if I saw them like burning on fire or whatever, I'm not yeah. just gonna walk past. Right, and right. It's not gonna be like, man, I don't rock with you. But it's like. That boundary, that closeness, that conversation. Yeah, you don't get that. You don't get as much. I'm talking about like completely just like ignoring the person, like in a room where you like you're you're just feeling like they don't exist. Like some people do that. I don't like. I don't like like that, and I try not to. I've done that before. I think. I think of a case as extreme as you know somebody physically abused somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And so you know, like maybe, and it's like okay, I have to because I'm I'm a believer. I believe that God is going to help me. forgive them or whatever and i think in that case like okay do you do you even have to talk to or greet that person you know and i think you don't need to to have forgiven them you know like yeah, yeah, for sure. i think because you they've their your trust has been taken away and you want to create even a distance boundary because of your own safety you right. know like even if that person says they're not going to do anything again blah 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 blah. i definitely think that goes with prayer to see at what distance you you know like if you want to even be in the same proximity of the person yeah in a situation like that completely understand if if you feel like you've forgiven that person but you just don't feel safe right. in their parameters yeah. <laughs> that's you know like last, i just don't want to be in the same room last thing right. last thing i want to say about the case before we transition right. to the topic is i also think that um when it comes to like this whole forgiveness piece being displayed, I think it also is some to some it may serve as an excuse to not have the conversations that need to be had about yeah. the justice system not being mm. equal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 
and I think, and I can see why some people are are angry about us talking about the forgiveness side of it rather than the conversations that need to be had. And I mean, I just honestly, wanted, she yeah. she may have probably should have gotten a little more time. But yeah, I think exactly. some people who've done less and got more time. And I think over that's where weed, right? That's, that's I think that's saying. where the conversation needs to go. Right. You know, the forgiveness. God's gonna call us to forgive no matter what. You know what I'm saying? But that shouldn't be the end all be all. Oh, he's forgiven. Oh, next yeah. next case. Let's yeah. talk about. It. And I never mean to like make it about race, but like I mean, when you look there, at it, it's, it, and now a hug may be the distracting situation that takes everybody's attention away from the actual sentencing and like how there's a disparity between killing somebody and other petty crimes where someone. Yeah. I remember. I think. I don't know if this fully went through, but I remember that there was somebody in Florida who let off like a warning shot in the air, mm-hmm. and she got like fifteen to twenty years. She was warning because she was, yeah, she was about to. I think she was in danger. She felt like she was in danger, so she let off a warning shot. Didn't hurt harm anybody, and then she got like a mad sentence. I'm about to check that right now because I want to. Even wrong. there's a kid that missed a jury. Like, oh, this is Jerry yeah, did. Yeah, this yeah. man got because he slept in or something. Yeah, and he got uh, sentenced to a couple ten days. like ten days in jail along with probation and all types. I'm like, bruh, black boy. Like this, this is this. God cares about people. You know what I'm saying? God cares about people in terms of yes, forgiving. Yeah, she got 20 years. My bad. Yeah. Jeez. So so God cares Ridiculous. about he cares about his people. That includes forgiven forgiveness, but that also includes everything else. You can't acknowledge the forgiveness side of it and neglect that people are being mistreated. Right. People are not being treated equally as God's God's people or people yeah. in, made in God's image. So you can't focus on one side of things and neglect another. If you if you got especially as Christians, like we got to look at the spectrum widely. And that's the last thing I'm saying. We got to go to what are we the whole next, next topic. Lot. But yeah, so forgive. The topic of today is dun, dun, anxiety and oh, what's good with this being guy, anxious. Sheesh. So it's kind of stemmed from uh, a conversation. Well, it stemmed from a few things. So it stemmed from um, things I've just been seeing or things that we've been seeing in, in you know society and culture, along with some of the things that we've been feeling. Yeah, uh, so. Like the conversation came up from a, from a, a message that I listened to about anxiety um, by Judah Smith, and it kind of just prompted me to just think about the whole topic. Um, and then it kind of prompted us in our chat to talk about, you know, how we've been feeling towards the situation. So we kind of wanted to sit down and just like debunk, um, like why what well why are people feeling so much anxiety, quote unquote, in today's culture. Um, what it really is, how people are dealing with it, and then how should we be dealing with it? Yeah. Um, so, what was the first thing I just said? I said, "What? Huh. Why are people? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why are people? And I think why are people dealing with um, so, much, ex- so yeah. much anxiety? And I think I do think um, uh, like we had touched on it earlier in a pre convo, um, but pretty much like you know, mental health is a big uh, highlighted issue these days. And so I do think there is some. And this is going to be an. This is going to be an insensitive word. Yeah. I do think there is some Sense. overreaction to people's feelings and emotions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense where you know, like I'm sad today, and so I'm depressed. You know, like. Yep. Or you know, like I'm nervous about something. Remy brought up an example about nervousness. Um, and people jumping to call it the more extreme word. And I was talking to Deb and I was saying, like, 
it's kind of like if you sneeze, right? In a room, if you sneeze and you just feel kind of like, you feel like maybe a cold might be coming on, but you're like, I got the flu. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just kind of like a... Makes a diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. And, and people kind of jump into the most extreme thing because it's the trend kind of. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying people don't aren't actually going through it, but, and I do think things are set up for us to actually have these, you know, like with social media exposure, there's a lot of comparison yeah, that could yeah. happen faster and at a true. higher rate. You know, yeah. before social media, you saw the people in your neighborhood, at your job, at church, wherever you go. You know, hey, like they're doing well now, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, you, and there may be comparison in that factor, but it's just like mm, it could be contained to yeah, an extent. Yeah, yeah. No, nine times out of ten, if you live near somebody, you guys have similar lives. Yeah, right, right. yeah. Y'all go in the same church, you know, like. It's stuff like that, but now it's like on a whole nother level, right? Yeah. yeah, and people are seeing it, and it's just like a lot of people just face that anxiety or feeling of comparison and all that type of stuff, and yeah. just like yeah. see all this stuff, and it's like, dang, what am I doing? A lot of people what? are successful young too, yeah, and are highlighted so as young. Even then, I people. think I think social media is a tool that allows people to. Um, emphasize how they're feeling like yeah and so it's like this the sad versus depression thing where it's like you feel sad for a couple of days and there's a reason why you feel sad somebody did something to you you lost your job the rent that you don't have any money but it's like i, I think a, and i think a lot of people uh may conflate anxiety and stress yeah and anxiety is the more severe one and i think there's there's normal everyday stress and then there's actual anxiety disorder where you like have heat flashes your body's like Physical, reacting right. negatively yeah. to certain yeah. things yeah. and i think anxiety is a buzzword that a lot of people say and it's like you no know, you're just you're just blown because things aren't panning out right now right, yeah. right, right, right. and then when things aren't panning out right now and then because we haven't even talked about social media addiction yet but like it, you, things aren't panning out in your life you open up your phone and you see everybody seemingly living like everybody you know dang just got this job dang just got this car dang just got this right. it intensifies and now you, you you start thinking like oh my gosh my life is so much worse right. than yeah, it actually yeah, yeah. is and even in the opposite direction group think right yeah so a lot of people are going through this thing a lot of people are being are depressed maybe i'm depressed too and i think it's good to question those things like internally right. I think it's bad to assume. You know, like I saw a tweet, literally, funny enough that we're talking about this, I saw a tweet the other day and it was like, yeah, before you before you diagnose yourself as um, depressed or having anxiety, have you, uh, and it had a list of things, like have you drunk water today? Have you had enough adequate fruits? Have you had- That's another thing. We don't take care of ourselves. Yeah, we don't. You know, and, and so I think I think a lot of people- you know, it's just like, well, if you if you actually just went outside and got some sun and had a good right. conversation with somebody, you'd feel a lot better. Right. You know, like, but so a lot of care. people just kind of like, they don't, you know, the diet isn't right. And so biologically, you're already set up yeah. to not succeed emotionally. And then I think the world kind of constructs uh, a process that doesn't help at all because, so here's the thing. So you'll be sad for a couple of days mm. and then you go to your doctor your doctor says oh you're really sad you're depressed here take this medicine then now you're you're taking medicine every week to help you be happy as opposed to like doing certain things maybe meditating maybe working yeah. out i know you're like, maybe saying no to a lot of uh, uh obligations yeah. and like focusing on yourself right I, yeah. so but now you're taking this antidepressant and now two weeks later you run out then you need more higher doses higher doses higher doses right. and now you become addicted to a a, a pill yeah because you were sad initially and didn't sit and look around and say, hey, 
How do I fix this? this? Yeah, hey, yeah, maybe yeah. it's maybe, and I, and I, this is definitely coming from my privilege because I, I I think I'm privileged enough to be able to quit my job and get another job. I know mm-hmm. there's people who have situations in which they cannot quit their job. Yeah, they have a lot of dependencies, but yeah, and a lot of people don't try to change their situation. And they just try to uh, do quick fixes. And it's like right. mental health is not a quick fix nah. yeah, at all. I think right yeah. now it's just like there's a lot of pressure to prove it. Right. Um, people are suffering from having to prove themselves on social media. And social Facts. media is literally comparable to a drug. It's like a lot of us fall in love with the attention. And that's what social media brings. It brings attention to you. Do everything it for brings clout. the likes to you. It definitely brings the clout. And it's just like when you post something, it's like literally, what do they call it? Endorphins? Do- dope- dopamines. Dopamines. Yeah, that, that, that release. Or when, endorphins. Yeah, whatever they call it. But like literally those things, those things release, you know, like when you post something and you get those likes. It's, it's a high. You love the feeling so much. So like now you're already thinking about, okay, what's the next thing I'm going to post that's going to bring that feeling back to me? Right. Yeah. And it's like an ongoing cycle. And it gets to the point where it's just like, it's never going to fulfill you at the right. end of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're always going to be chasing yeah. this um, yeah. attention. You're going to be chasing these lights and chasing these different things. And a lot of people don't necessarily know how to separate themselves and their value from social media. And because of that, that's why they go through the depression they're um, diagnosing themselves with or the anxiety or whatever the case may be. It's because it's just like, like, there's a lack of discipline from disassociating your value to social media. And it's not as easy as it seems. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I feel like that's that's one of the main right. things that are call, that is causing a lot of depression and mm-hmm. anxiety because of social media. And it's just obviously like with any tool. Just more can, exposure. For, for yeah. a lot of tools, you can either use it for good or you can use it for bad. Like a that gun, for example, story. can be used to protect yourself. But it's just like it can also be used in a negative way where Take you're killing people, taking yeah. people's life for no reason. Yeah. So it's just like at the end of the day, it's just like it's not necessarily the platform or the tool that you're using. It's more so like how you're using that thing. Because yeah. everyone has a lot of people have social media and it's not causing depression, it's not causing anxiety for them. Yeah. So it's just questioning like how am I using that tool? Um Yeah. And, and I was and, oh good. So I was gonna say, like, and and yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, it's a good point that Remy brought up the stress versus anxiety because there are people dealing with stress and maybe it's just you know, tightening up or kind of examining how you're living and, and what you can change. But to that point, there are some people that actually deal with um, anxiety. And I was listening yeah. to yeah. Um, Wale's most recent Breakfast Club. You know, he he released his uh, his yeah. album Wild wow, That's Crazy. Um, or, wow. And I was and I was like, okay, that's Still a cool disappointment. <laughs> Chill out. <bro. laughs> people like heard it. it. Yeah, I played it. I played it. Shout out to Manny I love, Wells. I love Wale, Shout out Manny Wells. Yeah, shout I'm out Manny Wells. I'm a hopeful Wale fan, so whenever you hopeful, drop I, I, you get it. One, you're not a fan. And two, I think Wale has to drop a an, a 20 out of 10 album for no, 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 to no, be no, like, no. yeah, this so, is straight. Super side note for two seconds. As far as Wale goes, right? I think he's his music is now going a certain direction, and I just don't bang with it. Yeah, like that's just it. I, I agree. Bro. It's a lot of this. Everybody stream loyalty though. You know, just you go loyalty? play it. Anyways, nah, I feel it, bro. Back to the uh, breakfast. Nah, sorry, club. go ahead. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> but, nah. but yeah, so I was listening to his his Breakfast Club interview, um, and he was talking about the meaning behind the uh, like his song. A lot of songs he talks about like what he's been going through, and then he was talking about um, basically the whole topic of anxiety came up. Um, and he was talking about how people are so quick to say, like, oh, I have anxiety, I have depression, um, all this type of stuff. And, well, mainly anxiety, not depression. So mainly anxiety, he was like, you know, people are so quick to call it something, but it might have just been you had a bad day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You had a tough day at work, your girlfriend just left you, that type of stuff. And then he was like, this is something that I struggle with. You know what I'm saying? He talked about um, imposter syndrome, and that's the first time I really looked into what imposter syndrome is. And it's like you being, an, even for people who are successful, they're in that room 
and they still feel like they're not worth being in that room or not worth, you know, the applause of people and all that type of stuff. So basically a yeah. lot of self-doubt. Um, and then he, used to, he went on to talk about how, like, perception has played a, a big role into, like, his anxiety because people have already this perception of him and he's walking into a room with that perception in mind and then he's going to interview, introduce, or people are coming up to himself, be like, "Hey, you remember me from this and that?" Da da da. And in his head, he's like, "No, I don't remember it." And he's in his head, he's thinking like, "Dang, another person that's going to be like, oh, Wale's not this, Wale's not that." And then in his head, like he's like, "My heart is racing. I'm over here thinking about all this stuff." He's like, "No," but he said, in his outer appearance, he's chill. Yeah. But in his head, in his mind, his heart is racing. Like he's he's dealing with anxiety. So so then envy was like, so how do you deal with it? He had a he had a cup of uh, alcohol was in it, I don't know liquor or something and then he just picked it up and he pointed at it and then Envy was like that's not good he said I know I'm not I'm not saying it's right but that's how I'm dealing with it and I was like dang that kind of convicted me in a sense because we were talking in the chat earlier mm-hmm. and then uh, we were talking about I was like yeah we should talk about anxiety. I've been feeling this that away and all that type of stuff and that what he said made me question it. Because for me, it was more so of a bad day. A few things didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Mm. So now I'm 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 quick to say this or that. Uh, but the imposter syndrome did like that kind of spoke to me because that's something that I'm not like successful to you know that degree or anything like that. But I think on a on yeah, a, on a mean, lesser scale, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something that that I that I have thought about and that I've struggled with to a, a, a lesser extent. Um, and it kind of just made me examine more about like anxiety, what it is, how I'm treating myself, like how I'm dealing with certain things, um, especially like the perception of people or or perception people may have of me, all that type of stuff. So I thought it was good um, just to look at like, bro, people are out here really dealing with this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. People are out here really like going through going through it, and people are some people are dealing with it well, and some yeah. people are. <laughs> you know, falling into different things like such as alcohol, Sex. weed, women, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Women or men. Um, right. And it just kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on, moving on. But it just so, like, man, it just convicted me to like really examine like what am I feeling? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even with what I'm feeling, how am I treating it? Am I, right. am I giving it to the Lord? You know what I'm saying? Or am mm-hmm. I trying to suppress it with different yeah. yeah, and I think, I think what's I think what's important there with what Moses said is uh, so one I watched like half that Wallet interview and initially like he was saying he's in a good place he's happy right and then um, so one thing I note no, noticed about what Moses said was like he had to reevaluate and like shift his mindset and see what exactly was going on mm-hmm. and I think with people like Wale like I think. And I think a lot of us are like have the ability to do this, where we can create our own stressors and our own anxiety yeah. based on if we choose to be pessimistic or optimistic, right? So True. let's say, for example, right, Wale said he has imposter syndrome because of perception around him, right? But if you ask any of his peers, like J Cole, literally dropped a song about how Wale literally has a fan base that he he can like appeal to. We literally talk about Tyler Perry, right? So Medea movies, Moses loves them. The three of us, we don't love them, right? <laughs> Imagine if Tyler Perry was focused right. on the three right. as opposed to the one. Right. Imagine if you mm-hmm. started worrying more about, if you had 100,000 comments in your, on your uh, post and you focus on the one person, it's like, man, this joint is trash. Yeah. So it's like, 
and then then you you now define that as the per- people's perception of you. Yeah. So now if Wale walk, walks by, if somebody walks by, say, "Oh my gosh, you remember me?" He's not even thinking about the fact that somebody recognizes him and wants to be in his presence. Yeah. He's focused on. Oh, I don't remember them. He's focused on the negative of the situation. Right? Yeah. And I know it's definitely not easy, especially in this society where we have social media, we have everything being blown yeah, up to nah. another level to focus on the positive. But I do think that it takes like mental exercise to say, yeah. This is these are the blessings I have. Yeah. And, and and Wale is in a position where he he drops music, people listen. Yeah. He gets like like shout out to Manny. Like he's Manny gets a Wale feature. And like this does so much for him, right? So right. like to, to to not notice like the 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 power, the clout, and all these things you have, and to focus on man, people don't like me. I'm you you gotten in a room full of elite rappers, yeah, because you know you're good at rapping. Nobody right. can, nobody ever tell. When I'm saying I say nobody, but from a mainstream perspective, a lot, you you won't see a lot of people saying he can't rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you won't see that. Yeah, yeah, but if he focuses on the people that'll be like, man, you trash. That's, Imagine if Chance the Rapper focused on everybody saying he wasn't trash. Man, he, I love my depressed. wife's type. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, been, we don't know if he is though. Nah, yeah, right, right, right. right. And I, I and I think I think one of the general problems is that you're not taught anywhere. Let's you know, like right. you're not mm-hmm. taught anywhere how to handle or have a good perspective or be yeah. optimistic. You know, like outside of kids shows that I might catch because you know hope hope don't even watch TV for real. Like, but. But, you know, like, kids watch, right? Those mm. shows teach you how to be positive. Nothing else shows you how to be positive. Mm. We think about media, mm. yeah. right? You know, like, media and things of that nature, nothing is teaching us to be positive. And so then I, I have a bigger question than I think, okay, the generation before the millennials, like, okay, were they dealing with this stuff? I, I, but yes, I they think were. It was different. I think it was different, and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. There's So I think in their generation... yeah. They didn't I think have, they drunk a lot, but I don't, they, they no. did. Like alcohol they has been like a common in society. Yeah. But but I think yeah. in their generation, yeah. you had people just saying, "Well, this is the ceiling. You get this job, you do yeah. this for four yeah. years." Yeah, and, and they, the capabilities and, didn't seem as high. Yeah. Or and now a lot know. of us grew up. You can be anything you want to be. You can be this. You can be that. Right. You can be the president. And then you get to your twenties. And you're like, wait, I thought I could be the president. I thought I could be this astronaut. I thought and I could you be this. See, and, and we've seen people do these and things. And you see people do it. Yep. And Younger, you're like, what's the difference? And then you start comparing and you start hating because somebody did it. And yep. you have the rest of your life ahead of you, but you yep. haven't done it. So it's hard for you. So now you focus, man, maybe yeah. I'm not tall enough. Maybe I'm not pretty yeah. enough. Maybe right. I'm not this enough because that person did it. Yeah, you know? right. And yeah. even even recent example, when Moses brought up the conversation, um, Personally, right, this past week, maybe, uh, Moses brought up the question and was like, you know, like, we should talk about anxiety or whatever. And I was like, I think I'm going through anxiety. You know, like, I I literally just, like, really thought about it because I, I, I think either that day or the day before, like, I was just a series of weeks that were, like, kicking my butt and extreme stress levels. And then I realized I was at work and I was getting corrected for something and I was shaking mm-hmm. at, in the office, mm-hmm. like... I was like literally physically shaking and I'm like in my head though like and I don't know if it was seen in my speech when I was responding to you know like mm. just the corrections or whatever yeah. and then I got home and then I realized like I was like queasy like nauseous yeah. you know after I think something else that happened I just was like I was a little weird and like hope was I mean that was changing hope and then I was just like I was talking to her and I just felt dizzy like I was just like yeah. mm. I was like Brad I, I Maybe I shouldn't even go to work tomorrow. Like, and I just, yeah, I was just, I was just noticing like physical 
where, but you know, I think one mentality that believers may take of a certain stature is like, you know, one thing that I thought was like, I should know how to handle this as a mature believer. Mm, you know, like right. that was in my head. Like, yeah. I'm good. You know, like I'm okay. Um, you know, and I was just like, but I, then I realized that's rubbish. You know, yeah, like it's yeah. just, it's like a bad false standard right. to hold myself to. But right. Then I realized I haven't had any in the succession of all these hard weeks and hard times, I haven't sat down to like pray outside of like church yeah. or I haven't really dug into my word as of recently, yeah. you know? And I realized, I think I, I think I, I was like, man, let me just read some scripture. Right. And this is to go super spiritual on y'all. I literally sat down and I read Galatians two, I think it was. And I just, I felt better. It's not that the story was, you know, about, um, not that the content of what was in Galatians 2 even was like, you should feel better about your whatever. Right. No, nah, it's just me reading the word of God like brought physical, um, physical like ease Enjoy. to my body. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, I just felt a little better. You know, like, right. and I've had multiple occasions where the word of God actually like after reading it, it actually like in, like physically, I could feel like like I took medicine. Yeah, you know, and, like, and, and I think we a lot of us we like neglect the mental part. Yeah, mm. I feel like so. It's like if you gain twenty pounds or something, you know the exact cure. Like if you gain twenty pounds, you start feeling slow and sluggish, and your body's reacting. Yeah, mm. you go exercise, you go check into the gym. Right, but if your mental health, if you're feeling down. We don't do those mental exercises because it's not something that you can see. No. So we we tend to get like as far as uh physical wellness, a lot of us are proactive where it's like, okay, before I get like before I look like this, I'm gonna start working out, I'm gonna start doing this. Right, right. But for mental health, we don't say, Oh, people say you should only go to a therapist or talk to somebody right. if you're like crazy or if you're feeling something. Now, Something excessive. Yeah, but now right. I think some people, you should always have somebody you check in with. Right. Yeah. You should yeah. always... And it don't got to be a therapist. That's what I'm saying. That's why, yeah. that's why I just said someone. And you should always have those daily affirmations. You should always take time out each week, if not each day, to like be still and yeah. just sit. Because we just got these phones. Literally all of us, except Gabe, has our phones on our hands. I'm looking at a Bible verse. But, you know but, like, <laughs> but if you think about... How, if, if like... If somebody woke up and the first thing they did was take yeah. a shot, and then they went to work and they took a shot, then they went home and they took a shot, then they went to sleep and they took a shot, so, you'd be like, he's addicted to alcohol. Right. But if somebody's right. texting on their phone first thing, if they That's go to work, they text on their phone, they go yeah, home, they text on their phone, yeah. you don't look at it as addiction. But the sad thing about like not being on your phone is just like when you're not... See, I don't. I try not to be on my phone, but it's just like when you try not to be on your phone, you feel so disconnected from FOMO. everything. Which you know is what I'm saying? Okay. It's okay it's to bad, an, it's okay to an extent, but it's just yeah. like for example, you guys were talking about like the the Botham case. I really haven't been on Instagram like for the yeah. past few days, so I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. But that's, that's not a, that's not an Instagram thing. That's I, the issue, though. I'm, I'm hit, it's not. It's an become Insta- though. It it's not an Instagram, become. but it has become to resurface. Although it happened a, a year ago, it's that, news though. I'm, it's you can di- you can digest weekly news without digesting. I mean, but some people do, do, some some people do, do it through People find phone. the news through... Not everyone has, like, the daily news app on their phone. I, no, I found example. it. I, I, know, that, I, I, that, I discovered that. it through, like, podcasts that speak on current events. No, like, it, was let's put, say somebody, it was Twitter for me. Let's say somebody who That's listens... That's how I get all my news. Let's say somebody just listens to Project 30 and, like, mm-hmm. they don't be on social media. They could find out through this channel. You know right, which is, which is cool, but it's just like... It just sucks how when you want to take a mental break away from 
just being on your phone or social media, it's just like without it, you feel like you don't. Yeah. You're just so detached, and it's yeah. it's it's the FOMO feeling. Like damn, like I feel, yeah. I feel like I I'm missing on this. I'm but missing out on that. And I think about. Like, I think. I think I re, I rebuttal what you say with people who new, read newspapers, right? And right. that's not something we do. You know, right. like right. we don't yeah. read newspapers. I see people pick up newspapers all the but time. You can subscribe to certain articles to certain Daily Digest, get emails. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And even then, your me- your mental health is thirty. 30,000 times more important than the current events. Because you come back, you could always come back and read up. Right. Yeah, that's right. true, too. Yeah, so, and people uh, got to pay attention to who they follow also. Yeah. So, the game brought so up. I had to block the shade room, boy. <laughs> shade room. Oh, yeah, I, I can't them. do it, bro. Same. I had that's to. What it used to be like, follow. It used to be lit being like like in the know, but it's like, I don't care who's dating who. Right. And then when you... And it... it there would be times and like <laughs> I repent, <laughs> but like well, I would judge the people who I like I follow that I will always see under them. Like no, and I yeah. didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I was like, bro, let me just get rid of this. I was about to say shout out to somebody. Nah, but... don't shout out to nobody. <laughs> yeah, moving along. I'm like, you under every post. Bro. So back to I feel like I know who that is. <laughs> nah, it's multiple nah, people. Stop it. It's so, no shade. It's two people I'm back thinking about. To stress. Don't apply, let it fly. So back, to... <laughs> wow. back to stress and anxiety. So so when Gabe was yeah. saying so when Gay was sharing all this in our chat, um, and then uh, after I listened to that, that interview, um, there was a clear difference in like how I felt versus how Gay felt. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. Gabe actually went through the physicals of anxiety. Kind of when I kind of looked at myself and and what I was thinking, I realized that it was more so I was putting burden on myself yeah. that I should have been casting a guy like maybe almost amplifying exactly yeah, amplifying yeah so for like for me imposter like the whole imposter syndrome thing it's for me it kind of stemmed to like yo am I enough to be doing this like for myself I've been in um, like certain rooms and um, in certain positions not like big positions where uh, like I'm doing certain things and I'm like dang like, am I like Am I enough to be Should doing I this? Be Am I supposed like to be I'm, Yeah, like I'm speaking, yeah. like for example, one thing is um, I'm a character coach, right? So at a certain school, um, a pretty good school, um, and I do talks every Saturday morning, um, kind of just sharing like, you know, different disciplinary things, well, not disciplinary, character things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm doing it and I'll, and I'll speak and, and, and people will be like, you know, that was a really great talk, um, like great job, but in my head, I'm like, yo... Like, am I really enough to do this? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, am I enough to be around these kids and tell them what sure. they should be doing? That's what Man, I'm saying. You know, God, God don't call to qualify. Yeah. He qualifies the call. Yeah, right. So, I mean, let's yeah, just know. Word, Y'all so. ever notice when you, like, speak, like, because I'm thinking about speaking engagements, when y'all do, like, a presentation, you think so much afterwards. You think so much about how many times you said um or pause. Right. Or right. So even I, if it was, I try my best not right. to include um in my vocabulary. And like, because I can hear it. I say it like, when I listen back. That's why I don't listen back to the podcast because I say like so much. I'd be like, <laughs> like and like and like. Nah, I literally have tried to focus on removing those things. Right. Um, but yeah, or whatever. This guy just said um though. So, nah, literally. So, I mean, this informal. Yeah, I try to do like, right, so. I try to do breaks yeah. where you just pause. Yeah. Because I, I, mm. I yeah. think, I told my friend, um, embracing <laughs> awkward silence. You saw that pause? <laughs> no, you, you just said um <laughs> too? So I keep it's about to like, be awkward like, now. Like, now we're gonna I, I think to embracing it. awkward right. silence is like a skill that you have to learn. Yeah. Because awkward so I hate it and I always gotta I just say something to fill it. And it's okay yeah. to have it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. But, it's super, it is. but super. so going back right, right, right. to going back to what I was saying, so like it even got to a point where it's like, yo, I'll uh, like after a speech or something like that, even like coaching, I'll come there to practice. I'm like, dang, are they even gonna like appreciate me or like not appreciate, but if I go to practice, am I gonna 
are they going to be happy to see me? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. are they going to be do – I, do they feel like I'm a value to the team in some sense? And then I'll get there and I'll be like, yeah, man, I appreciate you having – like, definitely appreciate you having you here and, like, being with us, all this type of stuff. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, dang, do they know – like, do they think I am who they who I am? You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right, like, right. You, do you have me mistaken with somebody? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Are you a legend? Right. So it's like that type of thing, um, and I and and I realize like I'm not seeing myself how God sees me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and some people, and it's hard. It's really hard, especially when you're trying to do something that you feel called to, but you don't feel. I wouldn't say it's confident, but like you don't feel like you're qualified to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the kind of things that I was putting burn it on myself. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of leading me to like thoughts like, dang, Mo, like you just did this that time, like. And now you're going to go do this. And do they see you that way? That type of stuff. And I realized yeah. it's two different things that me and Gabe went through. Yeah. And um, to Gabe's thing, like, he was talking about, um, like, the things that may have caused his anxiety. Um, and then maybe some things he should have done. And when listening to this sermon of uh, Judah Smith, he was kind of talking about how, especially in the church, right, when it comes to anxiety and all that type of stuff, there's some people that I just be like, cast your worries to God. He cares. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You'll be good. Right. Which it's is like, a, a good idea still. Yes, right. It is. but it's, Practicality. Exactly. Yeah. So he kind of went. That could turn into bad practice. Yeah. Right. So he kind of went into the practicality of it. Um, and first, like the different things you need to realize when it comes to anxiety. Like mm. first thing is bigger than you. Yeah. And it's, right. it's bigger than like you just keeping it to yourself. And holding on to it and trying to fix it yourself, like you casting it to God and no one else knowing about it, that's not going to do nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He kind of gave the, like, not an analogy because it's real life of the fact that we've created a false sense of community mm. in church. You know what Sheesh. I'm saying? And he even talked about how his Sorry. goal for his church was not to fill an auditorium. Mm-hmm. His church was to create homes for different people. <laughs> and he's been trying to stick to that. He was saying, like, yo, this isn't, like, this doesn't determine success. You know what I'm saying? Like, my goal was never to have all these people in here because this is not realistic. Right. You know, this is not realistic to how, first of all, we deal with all the problems that we went through. And then he went through 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, um, where it talks about humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. 1 Peter one or first Peter five, verse six and seven. So when he broke that down, he kind of talked about first the context behind it, how people were being persecuted for being Christian. So and it's not even people in one location, people in different sectors yeah. are going through persecution of being Christian and they're like worried for their life. You know what I'm saying? So and then he also brought out the fact that it says humble yourselves plurally. Right. Meaning like you're going through this with other people. And he brings up the fact that people are going through this and being um, like slammed with anxiety because some people may just be trying to deal with it themselves yeah. and taking what people said, casting it to God and, and just leaving it at that where it's like bigger than yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. even us, our conversation and even just talking about that. Yeah. One, us going through two different things, like we both got something from it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Us right. bringing it to our core group of friends, our yeah. core community and talking about that anxiety, you realize like that has a play in, in helping you with that. Yeah. yeah. I try to, because uh, I'm currently like teaching mom about that. 
because there'll be times where I would ask her like how she doing and then she'd be like I can't complain God is good we talked about that recently I cooked on somebody when they said yeah, that to me bro. yeah we, we talked about that in the previous, <laughs> I, podcast. I the previous podcast and it's like <laughs> and it's just oh man I, I think when people people think um, giving something to God means you shouldn't process and think right. about it yeah. it means you shouldn't sit down with somebody and like talk this out but yeah. it's like they're just like you would go to an earthly doctor if you're feeling physically sick, you would go to somebody on earth right. mm-hmm. in the physical, talk about something. Not necessarily a therapist, but just somebody that you trust, like just a, a wise ear, wise counsel. Like literally the Bible talks about having wise counsel. And yeah. I think some people just harbor harbor emotions, harbor negative thoughts, harbor and pessimism. Builds. And then they try to present themselves it as rusts. this very positive person. But it's like inside, you're, you're broken, just like the rest of us. So. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, and it's you guys also realize that it's beyond your strength. You know what I'm saying? Like another verse was Philippians 4, the one where everybody says, like, don't right, be anxious don't. about anything, <laughs> right. but pray about everything. You know what man, I'm saying? pray. But oh, people don't man. take Make that literally. It doesn't. Yeah. People nah. say it as like, "Oh, don't be anxious." All right, cool. Yeah. Don't be anxious, and then they don't follow they don't the follow second up part, the right. part. You know the, the request uh, part. You know nah, the verse, you know. Uh, Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like I I read. I was reading something that basically puts a different perspective on it because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people just take that verse and think like anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you read the context, it's saying basically saying I've been, I've had, I've had a lot, and I've yeah. had nothing. Yeah, and I, Christ still strengthens me. So basically, right. it's saying like, no matter what happens, like you can get through any type of turmoil or strife. Yeah, As yeah. A, it's, and it's not a thing saying, oh, if I could, if if I if I want to fly, I can God, go fly, I'll just grow wings and God will right, make me fly. Right, right, right. It's more so saying, no, if that. I lose everything today, I can make it through. I can right. make it through that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like the context behind this same Philippians four six is like that same thing. People were getting perse- persecuted. They're worried about. Are they going to eat tomorrow? Are they going to live yeah, tomorrow? Right. So when he's saying don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything, he's not saying like when the thought of ang- having anxiety or anything comes, like just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like just stop. That's not what he's saying. He's like, I know you're going to go through this point where you feel anxiety come and you feel all this pressure come, but what you do with that is you kind of stop it up. and like yeah, submit that to God at that yeah. moment. I mean, and t- with people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just yeah, like no, you got to I mean, realize. Really fi- find people to confide in, um, people you trust. Read read your word. There's things in there that ease. Like I said, sometimes it don't take for me to read something specific to my situation. Just reading the word of God bring, mm-hmm. brought like physical ease. Like there was one time I was stressed about something. This is years ago. When I read the word of God, it tastes like it was like I, I was eating candy. Mm, like it was really sweet. It was <laughs> what was that? That, that wow. That, that caught sweet. me off guard. Anyway, I thought he was about to be like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, that, nah, his face though. Like, anyways, it was very sweet. Thank you. Anyways, but very, very anyways, but yeah, so it was just, you know, stuff like that. Um Definitely evaluate what you're doing in your processes. That's not adding up to, you know, you not feeling adequate or things of that nature. Review your process. How does your day go? Mm. Are you eating enough? A lot of people don't don't eat enough. Yeah. You know, just something as simple as that, like you don't nourish yourself enough and that's why you feel you're it's causing your body to feel weak 
which is now affecting also your mind yeah. and perspective. Eat enough of the right things, bro. Like, right, stand. Don't yeah. eat Chick Fil A breakfast, I mean, lunch, bro. and dinner. Be like, dang, bro, I'm, I'm stressed. Honestly, My body. they got enough on the menu. Um, but yeah, no. Nah, so <laughs> it's just it's you know like d- really check. I think that's that. If I, if there's one thing I have to say about stress and anxiety, I think it's just that you know like yeah. look at your day to day. Look at your past. I realize that. I usually don't deal with stress and anxiety, and I wouldn't even say I'm an anxious person, but I realized for a three to four week period, things were happening in life that were building up to, you know, like me feeling the way I was feeling, and not that I deal with that thing, you know, or have been dealing with it. And so I I was able to kind of just review and and see where I need things. Um, And one thing I was talking to the guys about, I was like, I realized that. Um, my mom never took vacations. You know, like when me and mm. Remy, we always have talks about like taking trips and things of that nature. Mm. And I would always be like, nah, man, just I, I get I love to rest. America. I get I'm to rest. <laughs> this guy's below me. I was like, nah, I, I manage my rest well and I don't need no, I don't really need a long term vacation per right. se. You know, but I'm realizing I didn't realize that I needed it till I, I needed it. You know, like mm. it was mm. like, I'm realizing like I've, me and Deb have been working a lot. And we work a lot, and right. we're parents. Physically, know. being away does things, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know. And what's funny is, I walked in. Um, I walked into the office of a mentor who was on medical leave because I think he had surgery or something like that. And he was saying, in his twenty years of working, he had never been away from work mm. for five weeks because he was because he was you know like. And this is an African guy, um, really cool or whatever mental figure. At, probably. Literally, nah. He's actually he's he's really cool. Like he's sure. not even. But pretty much, he he was just like his the, his facial expression. Just he was like ah. he was like I've never. He was like in twenty years of working here, I've never taken off like five weeks because you know medical leave, you know yeah. whatever. And he was like he was you know, and because it was medical leave, he actually rested. He didn't dabble in anything, yeah. um, you know whatever. And he was just like it. It was amazing. Like Same, he just, he just yeah. like it was. And so to me, I realized my mom never like. My mom never vacation. Like we yeah. did, went on vacations, like when we were younger, to take yeah. us, you know. And Pretty I realized long. that right. And I realized that anytime I went on a trip with any of my guys, it wasn't so I could have vacation, so I could go have fun with my guys. I didn't see it as vacation per se. Yeah. And so I realized, me as a person, I didn't value a break away from things mm-hmm. up until recently, you know. So yeah. it was I'm just glad you realized that now, as opposed to twenty years. Step, you know man, what I'm saying? Because like, my, my family could, ah. you know. This could be detrimental. It could have been detrimental to my family because I yeah. could be burnt out at times and then, you know, not be effective. And you think work is the, the remedy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, whatever. But, you know, like definitely just look at your day-to-day processes, evaluate what you're doing, how you're doing, um, and, you know, just just try to make changes that are positive. Like I said, sometimes it's eating. Sometimes you're not doing enough for your body that, yeah. you know. It, yeah, yeah. Just a big, and, and realize a lot of things are illusion, bro. Per, yeah. That perception that you may be creating yeah. about how it's people beyond. may think, right? It's not. It's it, a lot of it is not real. Nah. So. And then a lot of times, like let's even go back to like the, the Wallet celebrity thing. Like those people who are saying you're trash in your comments, like. Little twelve year olds who don't know anything and they just regurgitate. They I just, didn't like Wally's album. Just, it doesn't affect him. That's what I'm in saying. In any manner, and but if I say is, it, he may react, he may react. He and it's like son, react. you know, you just gotta let go of the idea. And it's of like, everyone like you, what you. Produce. It's the law of ten, bro. Four it's, gonna like yeah, it. Yeah, four right. gonna hate it. 
No, 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 no. Three gonna like it. Three gonna hate it. And then four not just is gonna like lean to what whatever's popular. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, so how you guys ever like wondered why someone will continue to do something that's bad for them? Just like you see like a drug addict, it's just like they know it's bad for them, but they keep doing it. I, I think pleasure. Pleasure. because here's the, the thing though, it's it's percept so here's the thing. So like let's say like an extreme drug like cocaine, right? Mm-hmm. The feeling associated with that, exactly. like I've talked to Escape. I've talked to people. It's not even that so like uh-huh. I remember I listened to a kid Cuddy uh uh, interview and he was basically saying like people don't talk about the quote unquote good effects of drugs. It's like they're addicted. It's like being addicted to chocolate. Why are you addicted to chocolate? Because it tastes good. Like mm-hmm. when he said when he would do certain things in light doses, that would make him feel good. That would make him be like, I can be Kid Cudi now because if I didn't do this, I would just I'd be too anxious around everybody and yeah. I would never want to be myself. Yeah. So like people get to that point when it, there's a dependency created. Right. It's like, nah, I can't even go out if I don't do this. So then you're doing it every day. Then yeah. the, you're you're relying on it. It gets worse and worse and worse and builds up. It's not like you say, oh, snort it once. I'm right. addicted. It's like, right, it's right. like not over time. Right. I can't do this first it's like i can't go out without doing it then it's like i can't go to work without doing it then it's like i can't even get through get out of my bed without doing right. it yeah, so it, it, it's a change and sometimes so believing it makes you better yeah right. yeah so yeah. i brought that up because like i know i like that's basically what a, what a lot of us do when it comes to like social media it's just like a lot of us like we know that it may not be good for you because of like how you use it personally and the effects that it brings to you as a person but it's just like you don't create any boundaries for yourself to like stop using yeah. Instagram, so it's just like for, I know we keep touching yeah. on Instagram, but it's it's a pivotal thing yeah. that will, is that's causing a lot of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. in our in our generation. And it's just like it's just having like what Gabe said. It's kind of having like a self evaluation within yourself and yeah. kind of asking yourself, okay, like where are these things stemming from? Is it yeah. work? Okay, what adjustment do I need to make at work? Yeah. I don't or think is people reflect enough. People yeah. people wait until people will wait until something severe happens. Like if Instagram. Like your distraction or your addiction to Instagram lo- loses you your job. That's when you may wake up and be like, "Oh snap!" Right. But right. If, if all you do is just waste extra time of productivity, you're like, "Eh, I'll be all right." Right. So pe- a lot of people just wait. Unfortunately, we're reactive. Yeah. So uh, until it gets to the worst part, where you see how detrimental being addicted to your phone is, right? You you just be like, "This is not as bad as I think." Yeah. 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 We've all and been I, there. So yeah. Right. And I think it's just like. Like I was saying, like you got to realize this. Sometimes in some situations, you have to come out of yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have to like open up to people, talk to them, so they can have these conversations with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then even at some cases where it's like drastic, uh, 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 like panic attacks and anxiety. That's sometimes, or not even sometimes. In those cases, like it comes with both being out of yourself, having people talking to your life, but also you literally casting everything to God. Um, yeah. And and it's it's in a practical way, you know what I'm saying? Not, and if you're in a circle where you do open up to people about this stuff, and they're just, and the first thing they give you is like, you know, cast it to God and leave it, cut like close. That's a community where you might need to question, like, okay, yeah. what is really going on? You, you, know you weren't really told anything. Right. I mean, saying saying that it is true. How you know? Right. Like, can you give me actual steps? Go on, and, that's, and that's the issue that people, a lot of people have with the church, but, you know, a lack of practical explanation right. for some of the super spiritual seen, super spiritually seen phrases. And the thing is, I think is people do that 
because they don't know how to deal with yeah. these situations. When you don't like, have they the don't answers, want... you just dismiss. Yeah. And it's yeah. okay to say, look, I don't know the answers, but like, let's look at these things. Let's look at your life. Let's look yeah. at what's causing this. You know what I'm saying? And if right. it's severe, let's we're going to go into prayer for you no matter what. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We're going to submit this to God, but let's look at what in our strength we can do, and then the supernatural will come in. Yeah, and, and you God can walk them it. through the process because... I sometimes feel like a lot of people are led to like do something extreme to themselves because they may have been dismissed when trying to express. Right. You'll come to people and be like, well, you got to take that away, God. Or, right. well, you have to go pray about that. And right. if you pray Can you go and, f- and you aren't thinking about God's timing, you're thinking about the right now. Like, bro, I am stressed out right now. I am sad right now. Yeah. And God's not instantly changing everything. Like, mic- like a microwave, you're just like, bro. I'm never going to see results. So yeah. then you yeah. do something that's unthinkable. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, man. We need to. We don't need to end on this note. At the so end of the day. Saying, let's cheer it up. I, I, cheer it up. Game, sing a song. Game, sing a song. Come on, bro. At the end of the day, guys. Sky sing a song. All the way to. At the end of the day, guys. Wow, bro. These guys. It's okay to take a break, man. Yo. Get some rest. No, no, on a serious note, it's okay. Meditate. It's Exercise. Okay eat your greens. It's okay to take a break. Really reflect. Look at your life. Number one, just be be grateful. Gratitude. Like I'm. That's like a huge theme for me in yeah. my life. Because it's just like for me personally, I'm always just focusing on what's next and never really just taking the time to appreciate where I am in life. Yeah, because I'm important. not where, quote unquote, where I want to be. So right. because I'm not where I want boy, to be, I'm like, you know, neglecting I'm, everything I'm, around me. I'm, These guys I'm are just boy. blowing me. But guys, take a break. <laughs> it's okay. You're doing well. You're doing better than you think. Um, yeah. And just continue to tell that, yourself. That's and, work. Yeah. And be transparent. You know, yeah. like talk to the people that are around you. It's okay to not understand things. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to not understand your feelings and being able to kind of like vocalize that to someone. But at the end of the day, you're doing yourself a disservice if you do not talk to the people around you. People that you can trust, obviously, with your feelings. But at the end of the day, talk to someone. Because um, me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a lot more um, you know, open and expressive about my feelings. But it's really, really hard. Like, it's really Especially hard. Especially as dudes, because we didn't really know. grow up yeah. with somebody saying, oh, it's tell really us hard. about this. It's really hard. And I, I really try. You got to, like, come out of yourself. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You like, you have to be selfless to share your feelings. And you got to be vulnerable right. and hope that somebody doesn't judge you for feeling how you feel. Right. right. Especially when it's, like, a negative emotion. Yeah. And then a lot of people don't know how to cater to it. They'll be like, well, why do you feel that way? You should just yeah. be that, all right. God, yeah, don't that's you know, why don't you know that guy people like that, bro. Don't you, know right that, don't you know that? I lost my job. We'll get another one. Like uh, that's why you got to be, you know, selective for who you talk to. Because yeah. I mean, you're doing I mean, better than you think. Bro. People, people, never that's as like, good as you. They say you people, are. You're never as bad as they say you I'll are. I'll say this as so us weird. as Christians. You know what I'm saying? We need to also be be willing to. I don't want to see give people the perception because it's not a perception. We need to show people that we are open arms here to listen to whatever you're going through yeah, and not judge and not put that cookie cutter Christian, uh, like the easy one, two, three punch, you know what I'm saying? And send them going. Give them the we script. need to really, le- we need to really like have open arms to a point where we want yeah, true man. community. You know what I'm saying? Mm. True. Man, hit us. Right. Somebody hit me, somebody hit me in my DMs just asking like, I just got to say, I just started serving what what's next Let's in the it. Christian walk. In my head, I was like, I mean, keep doing that, but but <laughs> I, was, I wrote, I but I wrote, it. I was about to say nah, something nah. hectic, but I said after pop, <laughs> but nah, I, I wrote an elaborate thing and was just like, you know, like 
make sure you do this, do this with the church, you know, road like track. you know. That's what I was about to say. First of all, road track. That's exactly. What first of all, this, well, first of all, this, here, this, is, a, this is in like Seattle or something like that, randomly. Um, so. <laughs> Shout out Destiny Church. If you go to Destiny oh, Church, no, no, no. you you totally understand the joke. Anyways, um, <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, get through this, bro. Get through it. No, no, but but they hit they hit me and I responded. You know, try to give her. You know, like, as far as like what's been most the most beneficial things to me, like whether it was like I think I'm still early on in my walk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know, like the most beneficial steps that I've taken that have really caused the difference between me and Christ as far as our our relationship. You know, and it growing um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, hit us, hit the three thirty chat, hit us individually. Don't don't come in our DM with no wildness, yes, uh, because we are all committed men. <laughs> so yeah, you know, um, and fellas, hey. you know, what I'm saying, hit us too. We here for y'all. Nah, for real. I mean, both guys and girls hit us up. So you know, yeah, man. Up, and if there's anything we can't answer, you know, we got we got wives, we got girlfriends. We we've we've committed ourselves to them because we trust them, yeah. whether it's girlfriend level. Or wife level, or almost wife, level. or in between. Um, so yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, you know, this was a great episode. Uh, <laughs> this is a greater episode. And this is the greater <laughs> podcast. My name is Remy. I have sat to my right, Moses to my left, Gabe to my front, and we love you guys. <laughs> Release the inspire ah, still. That would have been that would have been a good ending, honestly. But I realized you <laughs> still have stuff you, to say. You, you so said look. release to inspire. No, it's, what is it? Release. <laughs> wow. Release. All right, look, guys. Beneath <laughs> at release, release to, to empower. empower. Right, 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 right. You right, know right, what I'm right. saying? Hey, hey pray for me. Follow them. Nah. We're gonna put that in the description. Follow at Project. I'm tired, man. P-R. That's P-R. that's P-R. the truth. Gabe had a long week. A hey, Follow look. at proj three three zero to stay up tuned to everything going on with us. Uh, yeah, got some content for y'all soon. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But other than that, it's the greatest podcast. <laughs> and we, and we out. out. <laughs>